there. Then in the one o'clock hour, Councilman Fred Strong will be here, and he'll be talking about the city council agenda and some of the other city issues and the things that he does in terms of representation for the city. But I can tell you that manufacturing jobs aren't always what you think they are. I remember when I was very young, I had a job in a factory for a short period of time, and I learned to weld bandsaw blades together, and I was helping to manufacture bandsaw blades. Lou, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. Well, it's, uh, it's great to have you here, and I'm doing fine. Uh, Lou, there, you know, the recent polls show that jobs are the number one issue in the campaign right now, according to some of the latest polls. Uh, uh, and even though... That's true. Go ahead. I'm, go ahead, Lou. Yeah, that's true. Uh, jobs is, is a major issue, um, and they've, they've politicized it, and... Uh, uh, we, I think that we need to uh, uh, have a serious conversation on a national level about this. Well, I know that uh, you and your partner, Tim Grady, talk about this on Manufacturing Talk Radio, which you can link to right off of our fan Facebook page and website if you want to see some of the things that Lou is talking about. If nothing else, i got to tell you, Lou, I love the yellow jackets. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. We even have one groupie down in Georgia. <laughs> well, I know that if I showed up at a trade show, I would definitely have to wear my sunglasses on that one. It's, it's you know, you, no, no, no you talk, problem. You talk about uh, uh, the misinterpretation of manufacturing jobs, and you talk about the fact that they're not the gritty, grimy, and dirty jobs we usually associate with manufacturing. What kind of jobs should people be looking for, and what's available in the country right now? Well, right now there's uh, close to 6 million available jobs in manufacturing if you had the appropriate skills. And uh, that's, that's a serious problem in that uh, the, they're, they're constantly pushing uh, kids to go to college, which is okay uh, if you've got an extra $60,000 a year. Uh, and my, my granddaughter just went down to GW uh, two weeks ago, and uh, they wanted $68,000 for uh, one year at George Washington University. These are serious numbers. Meanwhile, if they would get uh, uh, those who uh, would like to take a vocational uh, job and learn about machining, learn about welding, learn about uh, a lot of the uh, typical manufacturing functions, uh, by the second or third year they're making the sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year. And uh, I, I, I seriously blame the educational system, I blame the parents for not pushing the kids to rise to the level that they want to be uh, good at and would like to be creative and um, it's a it's a real serious problem fifteen dollars an hour doesn't work no it's interesting uh, Lou that many of these college graduates that come out heavily you know laden with debt can't get a job in their field and sometimes they are working 
in subservice job sectors, but if you go into the kinds of trainings, and you talk about having the right skill set, if you get into some of these jobs that uh, there seems to be a shortage of workers, qualified workers in this country, you're way ahead of the game, aren't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. The competition is not tough in the manufacturing sector. And uh, uh, the, the, the kids, uh, are, I don't know if you're familiar with Manufacturing Day, which occurs the first Friday of every October, where manufacturing companies throughout the United States, and I think last year there were 1,500 of them, that opened up their doors to students, to career change people, and to show them that it's not dirty, greasy, and grimy anymore. It's not your grandfather's manufacturing facility. And they had, uh, like I said, 1,500 uh, manufacturing companies. They had about 20,000, 25,000 people that went and saw the way manufacturing is going today. And that makes for a, a good uh, story for bringing manufacturing back uh, to the United States and uh, get people trained into the right uh, uh, skill sets. Uh, you know, mo good many of the machines that operate today in manufacturing facilities operate on an iPad. So it's, it's not like you're, you know, like I said, dirty, greasy, and grimy. No, in fact, at the beginning of the program, I was talking about when I was very young, I had a job in a manufacturing facility where I learned to weld bandsaw blades together, and there was no computerization. It was a matter of just understanding where the equipment was. It was not necessarily a clean job. It wasn't a bad job. But people haven't, young people haven't been in some of these manufacturing facilities ever. Ever. And haven't been automotive plant to see just exactly how clean it is. That's correct. That's correct. And uh, uh, my partner Tim and I, we've been to many uh, trade shows, manufacturing shows. I've been, I've been in the manufacturing industry for over 50 years myself, so I, I've seen the change, and um, it, it's completely different. And I think that parents need to uh, follow along with their kids to learn what's really going on in manufacturing today because it's not like it was. And uh, there's good, there's good uh, uh, salaries, there's good benefits, uh, 401ks, pensions, and so on. And there are now six million open, vacant jobs. Lou, you also talk about if you get one of these jobs and you find that you have the skill set to do this, and you can move up. Even some of the manufacturing supervisors are now making more than $100,000 a year. Absolutely. That's not, that's not $15 an hour either. No, not at all. And uh, I think for the most part, uh, manufacturing uh, is not in the $15 per hour uh, venue. Um, my, From my understanding of the 20 million people that are um, in, the, in the minimum wage category, that uh, 20, 25 percent of them are in the food industry, waiters, uh, hand, food handlers, and so on. And then there's, an, there's another aspect of this $15 wage issue, and that is, and, and I don't think the number is known, but what is the uh, underground economic society earning today? Meaning, how many kids between 16 and 24 are not on the books? 
and they're earning five, six, seven dollars an hour tax free. And now they're going to raise minimum wage to fifteen dollars. They're going to lose a half to three quarters of a million jobs in this country, in in those service areas. And uh, I mean, who's going to pay a kid fifteen dollars an hour to deliver pizza? It's not going to no, happen. Absolutely correct. We were talking about this yesterday on the program about the number of uh, places that are closing because they cannot tolerate the $15 or moving out of the state of California, in this case here. Lou, on a personal level, you've run, as you say, a manufacturing business for some 45 to 50 years in New Jersey. Are you finding it difficult to find qualified uh, new employment for your business? Well, typically I would say yes, but we don't. Uh, and that's because uh, I, I have people that have been working for me for 20, 25 years. So we've, we've taken that extra step to make the job a worthwhile job. We share the profits. We share uh, uh, a good environment. Uh, so I, I don't have the same problem. But I do know that um, there are manufacturers all over the country that are not paying the, uh, the, the rate that they should be. And uh, it's become very difficult for them. Uh, I've heard stories about uh, companies that have had to uh, create very out-of-the-box thinking to create uh, jobs. And there's one in particular, a company up in uh, New Hampshire, uh, who it's a, New Hampshire's a very small uh, work pool. They got four or five companies within 10, 15 miles of where they were to open up their own school to train uh, people to do CNC CNC machining, do turning, uh, and and all the other uh, manufacturing uh, steps that are required, and they created their own school. So they're training their own people, and it's been very successful. And uh, uh, there's another company out in Arizona who went to a um, uh, motorcycle shop and uh, talked to the kids there and said, listen, how would you like to learn how to do whatever it is that they wanted to do and make money at it? And they did that. They hired kids out of this motorcycle shop, taught them how to do machining, taught them the skills that they needed to, and then sent them off to some vocational schools where they can learn you know, a proper uh, technology and so on. And it worked for them. But there is definitely a serious problem in this country. Um, we have women, uh, women, uh, the women in manufacturing organization. They, they're teaching uh, these gals to become welders. A good welder today, second, third year, is earning $80,000, $85,000. So uh, we're being misguided, and when you hear the the candidates uh, on all these debates that we've had, that college, 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 uh, Bernie is going to give away college, where is all that money going to come from? It's not coming from the parents of uh, these kids to pay $60,000, $65,000, $70,000, and yet they can uh, go to special training, learn how to use their hands instead of their minds, it's okay. It's not a bad thing to do. 
No, in fact, uh, you talk about women welders. Welding is a profession that is in high demand, and you're absolutely right, uh, Lou, that many women are beginning to understand this. You talk about having a skill set and learning some of the trades or learning some of the things that are necessary, software and uh, the like. But the other important part is understanding where these jobs are at. You have to be prepared to go where the jobs are at, aren't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the, the where, where are the jobs? I'm sorry? Where, where in the country is the most abundant manufacturing or trade type of jobs available? Well, you have a lot in, in New England, but the problem there is when the kids go for training uh, and they get their uh, credentials and their degrees and so on in manufacturing, they immediately want to move because who, who the hell wants to live in uh, Buffalo, New York in the wintertime? Uh, so the Southwest has become a uh, real hot seat for these jobs. Uh, the North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, the aerospace industry is in the process of moving from California to the Southeast. There's lots of jobs, lots of jobs. And uh, I think that people need to uh, understand that. And unfortunately, um, the present company excluded the media doesn't really promote this, uh, and I'm glad to hear that you're, you, you know, that you have me on the show, and uh, perhaps you have other people on the show to talk about these issues. You have to inform the public. If if you are young and you're, let's say you're not out of high school, but you'd like to perhaps not go to a four-year university or even a a junior college or a community college, and you want to find these kinds of jobs, what's the best way to to look for them, Lou? Well, here in the state of New Jersey, for example, you have New Jersey Institute of Technology. They now have built a manufacturing plant within the institute's facilities. And these kids are learning how to produce uh, manufactured parts in a university, in an institute uh, 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 regarding technology and manufacturing. It's, uh, they are beginning to pop up all over. Uh, you have to drown out the sounds of college, 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 and uh, you know, look to see what other situations are available for you. Uh, my, my, I, Lou, we gotta got take a quick break, and when we come back, I wanna ask you a couple of more questions about the manufacturing jobs. One of the things that I've always known, and, and I looked it up recently, one of the most successful higher education, when I say higher education, is those trade schools, is the Vry Technical Institute because it teaches people what they need to know. We'll be right back with Lou White. You know, I was very pleased with not only the repair done by Davis Body Shop, but also their professionalism. Jason was courteous and explained the work to be done in clear terms. I was sent regular texts to keep me up to date on the progress of the repairs, and the job was finished in the time schedule he'd estimated. I would recommend Davis for any auto body work that needs to be done. Nobody says it better than Anne from Paso Robles when she tells her story about her experience at Davis Body Shop. We've been telling you for over 50 years about Davis Body Shop, why we're the longest established auto body repair shop on the Central Coast, offering a lifetime warranty on repairs. 
Discover the Davis difference at Davis Body Shop, El Camino Real, Atascadero, or on Theater Drive at Paso Chevrolet. Online, davisbodyshop.com. Templeton Imaging is pleased to announce their expanded diagnostic imaging with a new Siemens Somatome Perspective 64 Slice CT Scanner. What makes this scanner so different? Innovative technology which automates up to 60% less radiation according to patient size, weight, and anatomy while providing high quality images of even the smallest diagnostic details. The next time you need imaging, tell your doctor you want to be sent to Templeton Imaging where safety, fast appointment scheduling, and a caring staff matter to you. For appointments or more information, call Templeton Imaging at 434-1491, located at 262 Posada Lane in Templeton. Templeton Imaging for Advanced Imaging Technology. Door jamming, time to call Hammock. Hammond Overhead Door has been family-owned and operated since 1966. Looking for a residential garage door with insulation or a designer glass top? How about the new upward-acting carriage house-style garage to add beauty and provide added security for your home? At Hammond Overhead Door, they sell, service, and install the finest overhead doors from the leading manufacturers. For a free estimate, call Hammond Overhead Door at 238-0524. Garage door jamming, time to call Hammond. Hammond Overhead Door Company. Yep, they've been hearing that for 25 years now. The Santa Lucia Rockhounds Rocks and Gems Show, April 23rd and 24th at the Paso Event Center. From local to worldwide exhibits or the Dinosaur Guide to the Rock Doc, this is truly one rock show you can bring the whole family to. Add a little to your life at the Rocks and Gems Show. You need to go. More info at slrockhounds.org. That's slrockhounds.org. Spring is here. Then comes the blazing sunlight and heat of summer. So now is a great time to get the protection of a hay cover, car, or RV cover, or horse shelter. Equine Covers will get you the finest in metal structures for the lowest price around. Call 238-1632 today for a fast, free estimate. Or just stop by their outdoor showroom at 1736 Riverside Avenue, three blocks south of the fairgrounds. Now is the time to get ready for the sun and heat with an equine cover. Welcome back. Once again, visiting with Lou Weiss Manufacturing Chalk Radio. Link to it right off of our website and Facebook page. One of the things I think is important, Lou, is that there are many local programs that are available to students. We have some right here in our area called Skills USA, where students can learn these kinds of skill sets before they even graduate from high school. So there are plenty of opportunities to do these kinds of things. What I wanted to ask you, though, is that we've heard from the Donald trumpeting that uh, he's going to bring the manufacturing of iPhones and other manufacturing jobs back to this country. That's very difficult to do, and it's not likely to happen. At best, Lou, I would think that the creation of new manufacturing jobs is what should be looked for, right? Uh, exactly, and uh, as far as uh, the Don is concerned, um, as far as I'm concerned, he's a loose cannon, doesn't know what he's talking about. But that being said, uh, the there there are vocational uh, schools popping up all over the nation 
Uh, matter of fact, uh, in two weeks, uh, we have been asked to broadcast uh, from the United Nations for a transatlantic uh, conference on uh, apprenticeship programs as set up by the, the uh, Germany with New Jersey Institute of Technology uh, because these vocational and apprenticeship programs work. It's been working for Germany for decades and we need to learn how to do that appropriately. And uh, as far as uh, the, the Don is concerned, they're, they're totally off the mark. And matter of fact, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a news junkie and it took 14 debates in total before someone mentioned the word manufacturing. And it, I thought it was quite disgraceful. They're talking about lots of issues. They're not talking about one third of our economic world. And uh, the $15 minimum wage somewhat, somewhat is a myth. It doesn't get people out of poverty. And why waste your time earning $15 an hour when you can take a vocational training program, which doesn't cost a lot of money in comparison to universities, where in two years or three years, at 20, 21, 22 years old, you could be earning fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000. Yes, and, and Lou, and I would think in many cases, once you qualify for any one of these entry-level manufacturing jobs and you prove your, your worth, the companies will provide for additional training because they want to keep you. They want to be able to add to your skill set, which adds to their profit and their bottom line, don't they? No question about it, and they're paying for it. They are exactly. They are paying. They give you the for it. Matter of fact, one one company that we know of, uh, they started a program where they would hire uh, kids, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two years old, to be trained by a. Uh, mechanic or machinist who is going to be retiring within the next year or two and they work side by side hip to hip teaching him in real life what goes on in that particular plant and is working very successfully yes I, you know it's really amazing Lou how many people don't understand what what's taking place and transitioned over the long haul you know when you talk about a tool and die maker it was always you know, kind of uh, touch and measurement and things like that, but now it's all numeric and controlled. You have to learn the software programs if you're going to participate. We went to the Fabrication Machining Association uh, uh, in Chicago trade show in this past fall, and most of the machines there are operated from iPads. And uh, it, it's not the same kind of um, it's not the same kind of knowledge base that you had to have 20, 30, 40 years ago. The equipment is all automated, and uh, you just have to learn the, your, your skill sets to operate the equipment using modern technology, computers. All these kids today, I got, I got two granddaughters. They sit on the couch and they text back and forth to each other. They don't talk to one another. And... Uh, and they their iPad to, they could be using their iPad to get a job. That's exactly Lou, right. But thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Lou Weiss.
from Manufacturing Talk Radio, the links are up. And if you're looking for a job or you'd like to advise your son, daughter's grandkids, this is the place to go. Lou, thanks so much for being on the program today. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Dan. You be well. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.